Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blading Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 10, Stefan Brando. How are you guys doing? I hope you're well. Uh, adesso, tra 5 minuti, cominciamo il live con, uh, con Stefan Brando, um, grafico freelance um, originario di Pittsburgh che adesso vive in Ohio esattamente non so dove però glielo chiederemo e parleremo di um, coronavirus appunto in, in Ohio um, come mai sta pattinando con i Salomon e cosa vuol dire essere un grafico freelance in questo momento in America I'm going to switch it as well in English Um, we are going to talk with uh, Stefan Brando, a uh, freelance graphic designer, and we are going to talk about um, what is going on right now in, um, in Ohio. He's originally from uh, uh, Pittsburgh, I would say, but I'm not quite sure. We're going to ask him about it um, in a minute. And uh, so, yeah, we are going to ask him what is going on right now in Ohio. Um, what does it mean right now to be a, graphic, a freelance graphic designer um, in the United States? And, um, and what's going on with those Salomons? So, yeah, make sure to write here down your questions and... Uh, And yeah, we'll be live in a couple of minutes. What about you guys? Are you guys doing good? I see here... Uh, I see here live... Uh, I'm having some trouble here with this connection. Sims, come stai? Tutto bene? Matteo, cazzo i video, mi sono dimenticato i video, Teo, scusami. Perché sto pattinando tanto. No, non è vero. <laughs> Grande Peter! Ciao Reto, how you guys are doing in um, how you guys are doing in Switzerland? Everything's fine. I do really would like to make an episode with you. What do you think? Would be great. And I say hi to everybody in here. What's up? What's up? Oh, Stefan is ready here. Vado a scatti, Teo? Ho problemi di connessione? Grande Sims. Ti devo rispondere, Sims. Domani ti chiamo, va bene? Ciao Sven. Tutto a posto? Che stile. Come sta Umago, Sven? Tutto bene? A me vanno lenti con commenti, in realtà... Cioè, vedo dopo un po' chi si connette, chi non si connette, eccetera, eccetera. Is it the audio okay? Can you, can you guys hear me? One of those legendary skateboarders here in Milan, and uh, yeah, it's my man. 
Yo! What up, brother? Yeah, good to see you, man. Now it's working, thank God. Yeah, exactly. What happened yesterday? Took a minute. I don't know. Like I, I was watching even um, Dominic Bruce um, live stream, and it seems that he also had some some problem within his connection. So there was somebody were... else I was talking to too that couldn't get on. So I don't know mm -hmm. what's going on with it. Probably because everybody's home and live streaming right now. <laughs> exactly. So how you doing, brother? You doing okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing very well actually. I'm doing nothing good. most of the time. Good. Everybody's good. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, at the moment, we are all good. So, yeah. Thank you for thank you so much for asking. Oh, of thank course. You. Yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys have it the worst now. I mm. feel like that's gonna be us soon. Yeah, so. that is was like I've I was watching the telly uh, earlier today, and it seems like uh, the numbers of the infected people in the U.S. are like growing super yeah, so, fast. And, isn't it? and the the thing that a lot of people like don't understand too is that like uh, well, like Italy too. Italy is a the closest thing to Italy in the U.S. would be California as far as like size and population. They're not exact, but that's the closest thing. So if you think about it, that's one of our 50 states. So granted, our numbers as a country are going to be way higher because our states are as big as European countries. You know, like we've got as many people in a state as a, as a country, and that's inside of our country. So I don't think people realize how crazy the numbers are going to shoot up because of that. So obviously the U.S. is going to have more. But I also don't think that people have taken it here as seriously as they've needed to until, I want to say, like, maybe, like, the past week. Um, and there's still certain states that aren't taking it very seriously. Yeah, like um, there's some that are going, like, like, one direction and completely locking down. And there's some that just don't care. Like so, Texas, right? Yeah. Um, I heard West Virginia was another one because they had no um cases because it's very it's like very very spread out there it's very like country mm -hmm. um but the i think the biggest issue for us is that there's no there's nothing coming from the top like the the national government as a whole i don't think is doing enough and the states are having to then take it upon themselves to protect themselves so you see a lot of states that are doing specific things to protect themselves when they're not getting anything from you know like a, a higher up branch to help so. which doesn't make any sense because like a, it's a global emergency like the, the proper well, I mean, consider, consider who our president is you know like he's he's giving out false information he's telling people to take these you know these cures and and it's just it's ridiculous to me that after all of this there's going to be people that still support him mm. um, i i think it's ridiculous that people have supported him up until this point but I think now with all of this, where it's very obvious that our senators, our governors, our president only care about the economy and money and not its inhabitants. Um, I think that's something that has been widely known for a while. But I think if people don't take that seriously now, I don't I just don't understand. I think that's kind of uh, going to be the thing where a lot of countries call, you know, Americans stupid. Um, we'll just keep proving them right in that point if people continue supporting this administration and what they're doing. Hey, same thing happened here. I was I was talking with Miguel before and um, there are like people here who are like super supportive on uh, the right wing party that we have here in Italy. And the crazy thing is the fact that like it's people at our age. They're not like the old people. They're like yeah. the 20 something people, 30 something people that's supporting the right wing and uh, uh, which is, I don't really get it, but you know. Do you guys have a two-party system too? Yeah, yeah, we do have it. 
uh, kind of similar as yours, like Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, but um, like uh, I, I have had that discussion many times over the past like two three months that I feel like the two party system is our biggest failure right now because it's nobody is helping each other out. It's uh, it's a this against this. You know, it's well this party said this and I'm with mm -hmm. this party. Or this party said this and I'm with this party instead of people actually coming together and working together. So I feel like that two party system is like a massive, massive issue that we have here now. Mm -hmm. And I don't foresee it changing too. So that's, I don't know. I, I don't foresee things getting better on the government side, regardless of what's going on with the virus. But, but, but what do you think is gonna happen at the, at the election day, if they're going to make an election day in November? <laughs> I, I truly have no clue right now. I, I feel like so much of it is up in the air. Um, the, the democratic, um, uh, election voting here in Ohio was suspended and postponed because of everything that was going on. So a lot of it's kind of being pushed back. So mm -hmm. I mean, even like now, like I've seen a lot of countries too have been saying, you know, we're not going to send our athletes to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Um, you know, so you have to cancel it and postpone it, or we're just not sending athletes. So I think they finally came around to that too. But it's, I, I feel like a lot of things are going to be postponed for a while, or just changed or pushed back. Um, cause I, I just feel like it's too many, too much time wasted, you know, like that we're all going to be stuck for good reason in quarantine that, you know, things just aren't going to operate the same way. So I have no clue what's going to happen with political things here, especially mm -hmm. with what's going on right now. It's, it's going to be, of course, this had to happen in an election year. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be wild. Yeah, man, I bet. Um, my wife, she's really into the um, political uh, world in the U.S. She's following a lot of podcasts and uh, she's reading a lot of books about it. And right now, we were talking earlier the, uh, earlier today about like um, Sanders and uh, and Biden. There's like, uh, which one do you prefer? Like, because um, uh, they both look cool. But like, in my opinion, the story of Biden looks more. Uh, um, I wouldn't say romantic in a way. It looks like a, uh, the, it looks to me like the American dream, you know, somebody who's like really taking it seriously and then like get it to the point to, to making it actually. Um, how do you feel about like those two persons? I, I also kind of feel like anybody that is going to choose Biden over Sanders when Sanders actually cares and is actually trying to give us the things that we want. Mm -hmm. I just don't see how you can support somebody that is giving no uh, plan of attack, no real reasoning for what they're doing, you know? Uh, and, and the thing is too, it's like, if you say you support what Bernie Sanders is doing, people automatically think you're a Democrat. And that's not to say that there's just as many Democrats that are horrible humans that are greedy and don't care about the public as there are Republicans. It's not, it's, it's not a one party or the other party thing. Like, there's garbage humans in both parties. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. to get into politics, you need money. And money is supported by corporations. You know, that's how a lot of these things happen. That's how a lot of votes happen. It's, we'll give you the money to get in if you are on our side. And that's on both parties. But to see what Bernie is doing and caring about, those are the things that we as a country need. And I just don't understand how there's people that don't want those things. Like, how are we, you know, supposedly the greatest country in the world when so many of us don't have healthcare and it's in insane, insane amounts of money to have proper healthcare. Like that should not be an issue. Like how many other first world countries have that? And it's, it's not a concern. Like, I just don't understand where 
our issue is also when we can put in trillions and trillions of dollars into the stock market mm -hmm. to save it, to have it bump up for a half an hour and then have it go back down. Like all that money is going into that, but it can't go to the people. Like that's, just, there's just like a disconnect from what our government wants and its people. It, it's, it's all greed and money. When in the beginning, when I was, um, was I was watching the, the, the few um, in fact people in the U.S. I was talking with Gino Gotelli, the photographer from mm -hmm. San Diego, and like um, uh, we were discussing because he was like, "Hey, please tell me the truth about like what's going on in Milan because I'm really worried about like something like that could happen here in the United States." And like we were talking uh, about it, and like uh, one of my concern was the fact like um, how the healthcare system of the United States could handle the situation because of course you guys have like the private system. So for the, for the majority part of the poor people, the, the, the black ones, the Latinos and like the, the white one, poor ones, they're not able to, to get nothing from, uh, from the healthcare. Right. Yep. And unfortunately those are probably the people that will more than likely get the virus because yeah, exactly. they are, are in bad health. They're probably living in urban areas where it's going to be easier to pass. So it's just, and and the thing is here too, like we, there's so much disinformation and there's so many things coming from like everywhere. You, it's hard to figure out what, what, I don't want to say what the truth is because that sounds a little ridiculous, but it's hard to know what is actually happening. It's almost easier like that. Like me asking you like, Hey, are you guys good? Like what's going on? Like that, that's the cool thing about rollerblading and being connected to so many countries and so many different people, you know, from so many places you can, hit up a friend and say, Hey, like, are you okay? What's going on? Like, tell me the truth of like, what's going on, you know? Yeah, exactly. That, that is why I'm doing, uh, I've started to do this kind of stuff because I was wondering to see how my friends all around the world are, are, are going and like what was going on in their country. And yeah, that is like the, the main goal. Of, it's, uh, it's the of, easiest of, way too. Exactly. Exactly. And we can spread like the word to the people who's watching it right now. And, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. But like you, you are right now, and you are right now, like you've been super famous for your graphic that you have done for different companies. And uh, how does it work for you right now? Are you still able to work on some like uh, yeah. project and stuff like that? So I surprised, I have not had a lot of freelance work the past few months. And that's by, slightly by choice, because I've started to work for a visual merchandising company. Here. Okay. So in Columbus, we have a ton of, massive retailers that are headquartered here. So we have like Hollister, Abercrombie, Victoria's Secret, Express, um, Bath and Body Works. We have all these massive brands and they're all headquartered here. So what the company I work for does is we'll go to these brands and we'll help them out with their floor sets in their retail spaces. Or, you know, I've done random things like even going in and helping with samples on a photo shoot mm -hmm. um, for Abercrombie, just all kinds of like random things. So most of my main income has been from that the past few months, but because a lot of those companies have sent all of their workers home, there's nothing for us as contractors and freelancers to do there. So okay. I got lucky where I've had a few people ask me recently, like, Hey, like, are you still doing freelance work? Like, are you still taking jobs? So I got lucky in that aspect where I had that. And then, um, not by choice, but I have been planning on releasing outward in March mm -hmm. for the past few months like unbeknownst to me with all of this virus stuff happening, it just so happened that like when I released it, when I was planning on releasing, it was right in the middle of all this. So I'm kind of also banking on that a little bit to be okay. a source of income. Normally I try not to have anything clothing related like that I do like 
to guarantee, you know, taking anything. Don't make enough and you have to like, you know, spend that money to make more product to make money. So it's never guaranteed, but I'm lucky enough that Outward's doing pretty good right now and that I had okay, enough, perfect. you know, work through my normal job and that I also have some freelance work coming in. Um, but this is, it's like I've been telling people, this is just the start. Like I, I believe in the next month or two, it's going to get really bad and scary here. And I feel like a lot of people's, you know, a lot of people got sent home for two weeks, for three weeks, for a month. I feel like those dates are going to get extended because yeah, this is going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. As the numbers rise and the infections rise, more and more people are going to be sent home or the, you know, their stay at home is going to be extended. Their work from home is going to be extended. So it's, it's going to get weird. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody knows what to do. Um, exactly. Kind of like one of those day by day things. So for the moment, I feel like I'm, I'm more than good and I'm just going to keep pushing and, and doing what I can do. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, uh, the best way to survive after all of this. I have like a friend of mine who lives in Shanghai and he just told me that like, uh, right now they are saying, like to us it's going to take like at least just like you were saying a couple of months to go back not in a normal way but like kind of a okay where like everybody could slowly start back work like and then doing like um, their own stuff yeah, normal things so yeah yeah exactly, and exactly, I, and I've exactly. Seen too, like, is it true that a lot of italian cases are starting to um I don't say be healed. I don't know what the exact wording is, but um, a lot of cases are, they're like overcoming the virus. Is that something that's actually happening? The thing is like the government says at the very first beginning, like at the beginning of March or something like that, they said, guys, please st stay home. Try not to go around to the city. Uh, get yourself like a self quarantine for like two weeks uh, so we can like uh, decrease the numbers of infection because like uh, slowly the, the numbers were like going up and then what happened like uh, all around the city you see like old people uh, or like old people with their kids and stuff like that so that is why like um, a lot of the people getting infected was like people at 50 60 plus and, and all of a sudden like it, it has been passed by their like grandsons or like their, their family members and stuff like that so that is why like uh, it spread out that quickly here in milan and, and in lombardy actually uh, especially because like it's not only milan the, the the main cities are like bergamo and brescia which are like two uh, over there like um it's a massacre really? a war zone so the, do those two cities specifically have like a smaller or uh, an older population Yeah, they, they do. Like in like the, the whole country of Italy, it's like a it's like an old country. It, it's been like a, probably I, I have like I don't have the numbers, but I do think it's like the thirty percent of the the people here in Italy like are, are old persons. So yeah, like the whole country is like a it's in danger, you know. I think the weird thing for us is going to be the difference between um, city and urban areas and then our like more spread out country suburban areas the the differences between them like yeah like the you know the country suburban uh places may not get hit as bad but those people don't have access to a lot of things like 
perfect example like where i grew up we have three stoplights in one grocery store you know and the, the closest city is an hour away like the closest hospital is half an hour 45 minutes away so if it hits there what are they going to do compared to here where we have two three four hospitals down the road in the city mm -hmm. you know like back home where i grew up it's if anything happens there like it, sure it may not hit there at all because it's so far removed you know from uh, any other cities or urban life or people traveling in and out but it's what happens if it does hit there i think that's the big thing about the u.s compared to other like european countries where everybody is so you know kind of like jam-packed and tightly knit and like your like european countries are like the size of some of our states yeah, yeah just so like I, texas I think, for example that, that, like it, it's going to be that i think that for us is going to be a weird thing that plays out that i'm not sure a lot of people are gonna you know know how to handle no exactly i mean um there are like a lot of states here like 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 for example spain spain is like a is a mad danger because the this thing hits spain super bad or like um in france is going to be the same way and then like we do also have like those small villages here in italy like a week ago or like 10 days ago there was like this little city pretty close to to bergamo they had like a ten thousand uh persons living there and like in one day they had like 400 cases in one single day so it was like uh like a proper war zone, I would say. That's kind of, I think, what a lot of the healthcare um, workers and professionals are saying, like here is like, they're pretty much preparing for war. Because yeah, exactly. they don't know how to handle it. It, it. it is, I mean, like, if you see like, uh, there are like, there were like pictures of uh, uh, army tracks carrying coffins of people because like the, the cemetery weren't like able to. It's, it's starting in New York City too. They're, they're, oh, literally, they're literally bringing refrigerated like grocery trucks, like the semis of grocery trucks to transport the bodies because they can't, they can't get rid of enough of them. But it's, it's, it's like, it's dark, it's getting dark. Like it's, yeah. and, and that's what I don't understand why people aren't, and I say this a lot about like rollerblading too, which is funny, but I feel like people are focusing too much on the things that don't matter and they're not focusing on the stuff that does matter. Mm. Like there, there, there's things that people are freaking out about that don't really, make a difference in what's going to happen and then the important things are kind of getting forgotten so it's it's i don't know like i said it's it's going to be a weird one i'm not i'm not sure how how things are going to go here mm, yeah yeah it, it's crazy but like let's change the topic because uh yeah just like you were saying it was getting like yeah we, easy, we, we, we like... talk about it everybody talks about it daily now <laughs> no, no it, daily, so. it's like what i intended for but i also would like to, to talking to you about like um the salmon for example or, yeah, stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, what is going on with those salads, man? I have to say that, like, the, the ST Feinberg, they were, like, my very first uh, pair of rollerblades that I bought with my own money. When I saw you skating with them, I was like, oh, man, those skates it, are the best. It's funny because I had a pair of SD80s growing up, and those were always my favorite skates. So I got one of each. I got, like, a pair of Feinbergs, and I got a pair of SD80s. Um, both people on blade trade um on facebook both from the uk so they're selling them for cheap and even with the shipping international it was you know i just grabbed them both but i always thought like growing up that i love the sd80s and now that i have a pair again i love the setup that i have with the feinbergs so i've just been skating those so it's it's been fun just trying out different stuff and trying to figure out my crazy insole combinations in there for me like jumping off so much stuff and mm -hmm. i had like Every pair of skates I've had for probably the past 10 years, I've had an SL sole or uh, an SL shock absorber, 
underneath the liner and then a footbed then the liner and then inside the liner i have a footbed with an arch support okay <laughs> so that's been my setup for every like people always say they're like why are your liners so high i'm like well god no <laughs> stuff underneath them but that's also how like people always say like how do you jump off stuff and it doesn't hurt and i've never understood I'm like well, what do you mean like why it doesn't hurt when i just <laughs> it goes like, like a, a yeah i've got so much stuff underneath there like, it's kind of like a joke now like i've got like so much stuff under there but it works for me that's how i like to skate so you're jumping off roof so yeah, it, yeah there, so, like, there has the to be way. something yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and, like, yeah, like we which are like the differences between like the the razor's cold like that you felt uh, between like the razor's cold the the, the roses and the salomon which one are, are like the ones that you really enjoyed skating The, I feel like the Cult and the M12 are close enough. Like, they're more than close enough. And especially, like, depending on how you set them up. Like, with me, mm -hmm. like, if I my liner situation the same, like, they feel close enough. I really liked shifts, surprisingly. Um, I know a lot of people like SLs and are still skating SLs. I wasn't the biggest fan of SLs, which is partly why I switched to Cults in the first place. But I love shifts. Shifts were incredible. They're one of my favorite skates ever. Um, I actually bought, not the rain liners, but the first shift liners like the okay shift liners i actually bought those for my sd80s because i loved those liners so much but i loved that skate that skate was amazing um the solomons are weird because i've done like such a hodgepodge of like different liners and different soul plates and i've got like god soles that i like sanded down i've got adapt soles that i sanded down so it's like it's all kind of like even with the same boot it kind of changes like depending on the session like it, even putting in different um like laces because you know Solomon's have like the lace lock mm -hmm. yeah like yeah. they're putting I've noticed like different thicknesses of laces make a difference on how tight the the skate can get so it's just kind of random depending on the day like I've got my girlfriend and I went out for probably what was like our last little like fitness skate around the city um we live right next to a park okay so the park that we live off of it's comparable to Columbus what um Central Park is to New York like it's all oh, okay. like main park in the city the main like, park in the city we you know we just take the dog there because it's right out the door we went to take the dog out and there were so many people oh, out and about because it was the first nice day so it was like the first sunny warm day of the year and everybody's off work right now because everybody's working from home and it was just packed with people and we like we just didn't feel comfortable so we got our skates and we went down um closer to downtown um in the city where we have this like river walk that's got like a big bike path and whatever And it was pretty much dead because nobody was out and about. So we like skated around there. But when we put our skates back in my trunk, I just got liners and <laughs> just I've just got so many different things. Like, A skate shop. Yeah, like the exactly like the last time I sessioned, um, you know, I was like switching out liners and like trying different setups. And it's just like when you're in the middle of a session, it's just like you throw shit together and like throw it in there <laughs> quick. So, oh, Kevin doesn't care about anything but the dog. Show the dog. Here, Kevin. Here's Yoshi. Yay. This is what everybody wants to see. Nobody wants to see me. Who's that? You say hello? Yeah. She's got, she's got her chicken nuggets right now, so she doesn't care about <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, I feel like the dog, people care about the dog more than, than anything I do, which is fun. <laughs> Did you did you already started the um, the Instagram chat the meme Instagram channel with him with the dog was it like a like a thing that you wanted to do or did I misunderstand? My girl, well, my girlfriend had uh, an Instagram account for her, 
and then keeps just, we just we just consistently add because <laughs> she's she's got such a personality that we just she's always doing something ridiculous so we always have <laughs> really really good photos and it's like it's impossible to not share them so there's a just, there's a couple girls at my mom's work back home that like wait for yoshimi pictures to get posted online so yoshi is like the, the character from uh, super mario right it is but her her name is yoshimi ah yoshimi all right, all right. yep so we call her yo she's got so many nicknames we call her yoshi for short Yosh, Mumu, Mumu Bird, Miss Bird. <laughs> got a lot, got, lot of different names. She's and she answers to all of them. Pickle, that's <laughs> a big one to call her. <laughs> and I cannot, I can see like right there the Captain America action figure. Is oh it? yeah, I've got all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh man, look at that! The Flash, Morrissey, Cap. I've got all kinds of. I got all kinds of Casper stuff up here. Wow, no way. Did you yeah. make those graphics? No. So uh, Jeremy Baytal okay. uh, used to do all the artwork for um, for 4x4. Mm -hmm. Casper was like his thing for a really long time. And he like just started doing stuff again. So like that was the first thing that I kind of like latched onto growing up skating. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, the era that I grew up in was like the TRS access with like the open flaps and like sweatpants and like being a kid that grew up in like the punk and hardcore scene, like I didn't see anybody that like dressed the way that I dressed or like was into the same things I was. So when Forever Now came out, me that, that was like it for me. I was like, cool. Like he's like, this is what I do. Like there's other people like me. And that was, that was it. So, and Jeremy was in there and like, you know, all my favorite skaters is like Charles Dunkel and Ali Short and Mikey Yeager. It's like all these people were involved with Casper. So that was like the first thing that I like like latched onto as a kid like this like oh this is awesome like, this is what i love and then i didn't even realize i lived like two and a half hours from a city called erie pennsylvania mm -hmm. a tiny, tiny little city but they had an indoor skate park so my dad would take me to different skate parks every like so often and one time we went to erie and to find out jeremy Batel worked at that park no so way. Like, you know, I had like, like, you know, Casper spray painted on my skates and everything. So I got to kind of like get right in with those guys. And so he's, I still talk to Jeremy all the time. Like, does he like ever skated or like, you know, does he skate every he, now and then? He's, he, every once in a very great while, he, he's does so much with art. Like art is his main um, mm -hmm. source of income. So he never wants to hurt his hands makes sense so that's you know without you know if he falls and, and messes his hands up he's he's screwed he can't paint he can't draw so but yeah he's still he's always watching skating now now that instagram's a thing he's always out and about commenting on stuff and but yeah him him and dunkel and ollie and micah like that was like i mean still to this day that's like what i love to like watch mom i'll just, I'll, I'll just I'll... go back and watch face the music over and over before i watch anything that's put out now makes sense so am i with the four two or uh those video from like the early 2000, yeah. Triple Bidding 2 or Coup d'Etat or those kind of stuff, Wuji 16, Wuji 19. Yeah, it's, maybe, like all maybe, the, it's all the stuff that like people grew up with. And, and I always tell people it was just so good for me. I kind of like had a, a couple years of like me growing up skating, not feeling like I was a part of it. And then that stuff hit right when I was like starting to really get into skating like more and more and like really try and like, the, like all the Negretti videos and like, like the face the music era of Rosie, like all that stuff hit when I was like, you know, going into college and coming out of high school and I was like impressionable. So like 
that's the stuff that really like sticks with me. And I just, like I said, I'd, I'd rather watch Charles and Ollie all day, every day than anything new that comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because right now it seems like uh, it's pretty hard for, uh, for me, but that is my personal opinion, to get motivated by uh, the majority of the video that I'm watching right now as I was back in the day. Like back in the day, I was watching, uh, for example, it was coming out Cutie Thought. Okay, perfect. I'll go out, after watching this, I'll go out skate and I'm super pumped. After watching 4-2 or 4-3, I'll go out and skate and uh, uh, because I'm super hyped by the video that I just yeah, saw. Yeah. Right now, it seems like it's pretty difficult for me. Even I, if like, yeah, see, I, I'm, I feel opposite. Like I'm, I'm more stoked now and I think that's because the era that I grew up in, creative skating wasn't cool. Creative mm -hmm. skating was, it was, hey, you're not skating this handicap rail and doing switch-ups, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like why, like, why are you skating those little things and doing those manuals and toe rolls? And it's, I feel like that type of skating is the norm now and creative skating is kind of expected. So I feel like it's a lot easier now for people to kind of have fun and do what they want. Um, and this is a big thing that people talk about here. Like we were just talking about like uh, Americans not having the best healthcare. Why am I going to go throw myself off uh, you know, a, a drop rail or a, some scary spot that I might get hurt on when it, for what? To, to, to post it online? Like it's, it's not on worth Instagram it. story. Yeah. Like I'd rather have fun skating. And, and then exactly. I think that now that creative skating is a little bit more accepted. And like, like I said, I feel like it's the norm now. Like, I, I get pretty hyped seeing a lot of stuff. Like I just said in somebody's video, I really like what um, what Pat Ritter and like the FTS guys are doing. Like they're filming it, editing is amazing, but like what they're doing, it, it just looks so fun. So, but, and like we were just talking about like the, like the you know, the Face the Music era and like the Negretti videos and those guys, that was like, and I see Doug Kupo in here, that was like a top to bottom attitude. It was, the the song you picked matched you know the shirts you were wearing and the skates you wore and how you wore it and and the way it was edited was like all an attitude you know and and i think like that's not i feel like the last thing that we had that was like that was maybe like ssm like the ssm era probably like, yeah you know what yeah. i mean like they, they had like a very specific look and feel and like everybody like i don't know if it was like a uniform but it was like the the denim vest matched the way they were skating and the music they listened to like it was all like it, it just it was a thing like it was a, a style and an attitude and i feel like that has been missing from skating for a very long time yeah uh, it, when people do that i feel like it's more of like a person honing in on that as opposed to like a group or a team or a crew you know what i mean because it's i feel like as skating has gotten smaller um you know like a crew of dudes like a crew of dudes that are left in a city that skate they're all not going to skate the same as opposed to like before where like when i was growing up i remember there was like five or six groups of different people with like five to ten kids in each group in the same city then you know now it's like you'll get lucky to have four or five people at a session so as a session yeah you know what i mean it's like everybody's not all the same now but i feel like i, like, I always think of like um Jay from France. Jay like McFly. Just, yeah. Like he's just like, he knows the shit that he's into and he just is like <laughs> full on. That's like what he likes and that's that kind of thing. And like, I like that. But like, you can also see him skating and filming with people that have nothing to like, they don't skate like him or listen to the same music as him. 
So I think that's really cool too. Like, I think that's something that also where beforehand, like in the face of the music era and like those Negretti videos and stuff, those guys latched onto each other because they didn't have anybody else like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like now that like all kinds of skating are more accepted and, and, you know, you can get inspiration from somebody that skates a completely different style. than you have to, like, everybody's kind of like these crews are just like a multitude of different kinds of people and personalities now. So I, in that aspect, I feel like skating is in the best place it's ever been as far as like acceptance and creativity and everybody doing their own thing. Um, but obviously, you know, numbers and, and, and people, the amount of people skating, like it's not the greatest, but I, it's exciting to hear that all of these skate shops are saying that they've had the best years that they've had <laughs> the past two years, you know, like I think that was yeah. like one of the winter clashes. Somebody had uh, one of the talks about the skate shops were all saying that they had the best year that they've ever had. And, and that's amazing to hear. I don't know if that's because of old dudes coming back into the sport or because here in America, I don't see young kids on skates. Mm -hmm. In America, I see older guys that used to skate back in the day. Getting coming back. back. Yeah, but I don't, I don't really see new kids. So I don't know where those numbers are coming from. And like, you know, like Loco or, or Head on Skate. Like, I don't know if that's young kids that are starting. But at least in America, I don't see, I never see new kids starting. It's, it's always old dudes that used to skate. It's it's pretty cool what you were saying because uh, it's I was watching earlier this morning uh, Brain Fergon and uh, I watched like I watched like the whole video and I've That's been so funny. I watched Elliot's Brain Fergon section this morning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And I, and I was I was like thinking while you were saying like what is going on right now within like all of this creativity by the blader and like everybody skating their own way and and everybody like is like figuring like the way to skate as they wanted to it was the same thing and like the the message coming up from what Dustin Latimer said at the end of the video when he's doing like this the the the, the long line you remember yeah, that just speaking about it yeah he just, he just speak about the that kind of stuff and that's that's pretty cool to see that like after uh 20 plus years like what he was saying became like uh the truth and uh Yeah, I mean, he was always ahead of his game and, uh, you know, way ahead of uh, the curve and trends and everything going on. But I, I think that everybody started skating because a big part of it was there's no rules. And that was like a big part of it for me is like I was so big into um, basketball and soccer growing up. And if the team you were on didn't care, you know, you weren't going to win. And and the, what's what's the fun in that? You know, I played on a basketball team where, I was the only one that, you know, went to summer camps and wanted to go to like college for basketball. And I was like very into it. And the rest of the team, they just did it because it was something to do during the winter. And that's not fun. And, and that was one of the things about skating. It's like, I can go skate when I want, where I want, how I want, you know, if I'm, if I'm into, you know, a certain type of music or something, I'm not forced to wear a uniform. I can wear something of the things that I'm into while skating, you know, you, and, you, and I, like, That's like you, such a cool thing about skating. Like, I don't know of anything else that's creative and also physical at the same time. You know, like what physical sport can you also be creative and unique in your own personal self at? Man, it's like, it's crazy because it, the same thing happened to me. Before starting skating in 2000, I was playing soccer, like um, on a good level, I would say. But I was pissed all the time because like my my teammates they were like lazy asses like they didn't want to go to practice they like in uh, during the games they were like oh i don't want to i don't want to play well i don't feel it fuck it blah blah and i was yeah, so mad to do, as opposed to, like being passionate about it 
Exactly. I was like really hyped to be, you know, with my friends playing and stuff like that. But then like uh, uh, game after game after game after game, like watching and witnessing like those kind of stuff. I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm tired about that thing. And like at the same time, I started skating and I realized the fact that like, I was able to do my own thing by myself within my friends. But like it was like a, it was like a challenge between me and the ledge or the bank or the quarter pipe or the rail that I had in front of me. There was like yeah, nothing if else. You, if you don't have that drive, like you could play soccer and not care, not practice, not do anything. But if you have that same type of attitude with skating, you're never going to get anywhere. Like I, I exactly. heard a skateboarding interview the other day, like, you know, how many thousands of kids will get a skateboard for Christmas and the minute they fall, they're done. They're done, so, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like what, like all these action sports weed out the people that truly don't care. So the only people that are left are the ones that really love it and are passionate about it. Which is like a good thing, but in like in numbers way, it sucks because it could have been cool like to, to have like a, a couple of thousand more people buying skates. And, yeah, so all of our friends could, you know, do this for a living and, and not have to, you know, struggle to try and, and, and figure things out, you know? Exactly, exactly. And uh, so like one, one last question and then I, I let you leave and thank you again for your time, man. It's a, it's a really... Uh, a blessing and I do really appreciate your your time here talking oh, yeah. about all this kind of well, stuff like it, especially like the past week what I've been telling people is I don't care what skates I'm riding what the situation is I will always skate hard and make things because it's what I love to do like I love to go out and film with my friends I love to make things of them I love to like film myself and get tricks and, and, and edit and make things and I'm not going to stop skating as hard as I've skated in the past because I'm skating different skates. So I'm, it's because of what's what I love to do. I love being creative and, and just going out and skating and making things. That, that, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. But like, tell me, what are you thinking is going to happen within the, the, the phase four in Marvel? What's going on right now? <sighs> okay, this is like <laughs> a whole, we can do a whole nother chat about this because that's something I get deep into. Um, Obviously, I have comic book stuff hanging on my wall, but um, what I have heard and the way they're positioning it, I feel like the Avengers are going to get a new grouping because obviously everybody's gone, you know, so and all of the things that I'm seeing get brought up on like the Disney Plus shows and everything. It's all new characters. So I think they're going to start introducing new characters, see who's the most popular and then do like a new and then team. yeah, and then just go from there. I, I feel like after Captain Marvel, it's going to end up being Secret Wars. Something with like, um, like the Kree. The Kree and, and, yeah, yeah. Something like something with that. I think is going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll, I'm going to watch any of it. I don't care. I'm so excited <laughs> for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Man, I'm so hyped on that, dude. That's that's the Winter Soldier um, run in Captain America is why I got back into comics. So seeing him in any of the movies, like I get super stoked. That's uh, Winter Soldier, it, like Captain America Winter Soldier is my favorite movie of all time, period. Like regardless of Marvel or not, it's just, it's so good. That's my favorite movie. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Then, um, yeah, Stefan, I really would like to, to thank you for your time. I uh, see you here, I see you a lot of people showing a lot of love. So yeah, it, uh, it seems like people are enjoying it. So thank you, thank you so much for your time. Stay safe, brother. And uh, hey man, I've, I've been enjoying watching and seeing what everybody's up to, and making sure everybody's okay. This is a great idea. I appreciate it.
No, no, thank, thank you. Thank you for your time. And I'm looking forward to see you uh, hopefully soon. And, uh, and yeah, um, have a great day. And uh, stay safe. Stay inside for a while. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. It's great talking but, to you. Thank you very much. Peace. See you later. Later. Thanks for listening to Blading Chats.